0: Today is Thursday, February the 18th. It is, wow, (laughs) it is a sunny day in Los Angeles, California. And for those who are not in Los Angeles that might be experiencing the snow and all that other craziness right now, my heart goes out to you and I'm sending some of our sunshine your way. Hopefully you're receiving it right now as you're listening to this podcast or watching it. Um, I'm trying to think where to start because I, I have had some other things on my mind, but I'm not going to go into that on the show. What I do want to say is K-I-R-W-K-C dot com, podcasting platform <laughs> that in also the podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Verbal um this v u r b l i think is what it was or something like that I, for those who have been listening to the podcast you know what i'm talking about <laughs> uh what else also k i r w k c on all the social media platforms too so here we are i need to start this off by saying because i told you i was i planned on doing this this episode i love my mother very much even though sometimes she doesn't believe that she works my nerves sometimes. And I'm sure I work hers too. When it comes to people who have had an influence in my life, and I'm trying to get comfortable in my chair here. My mother has been one of the most influential people, both, both my parents, my mother and my father for different reasons. Cause if you met my parents, my parents are like night and day, but I, Opposites attract, I guess, so yeah, whatever works. Well, no, uh, let me take that back. The mother I have now is different from the mother I had, let's say, maybe 20 years ago, give or take. But again, like my episode yesterday, everything must change. And, and as our lives change, so do our needs. Her core is still the same, but she has evolved and changed on certain things over the years. And her attitude, how she approaches things has changed too. However, when dealing with my mother in the earlier years, my mother was a huge inspiration because... She was a force of nature. She's she she was the type of person, and and I say past tense because, and I say it in a past tense form because she doesn't, she's not very anymore. That that's just not her style. I knew things had changed, and and this isn't a flex. And, and the story is not a flex because I know as soon as I get ready to tell it. Some people are going to be like, oh, he just flexing. He trying to bring up. No, it's not a flex. I promise. So I knew things had changed back. When was that? That was 2000. And. I came back 2006. When it was when I first lived in Los Angeles. So, yeah, 2006 of summer, I came back. And. I had gave my mother some shoes is is what I had done. I, I had gave my mother some shoes, but the shoes didn't fit because originally, this is what happened. Okay, so I went to Gucci. I had seen these shoes that I like because, and I mentioned this on my show before. For those who may not know, Gucci usually has their sales during the summer and during the winter, because what they're trying to do is clear out their inventory from before. So usually during June and December is when you can probably catch a sale at Gucci. And it was during June or right before then, May or June. And I had seen some shoes and I was like, oh, those are cute. Let me go ahead and get those for my mother. I didn't know my mother's shoe size, so I was guessing. Big feet run in my family. Because my on my mother's side of the family, Big Feet Run, and then also on, um, well, on my dad's side, somewhat, but mostly on my mother's side, I'll say that. But I still thought the size I got her was good enough. Well, the first issue was I had told her, I was like, hey, I got you, I saw some sandals at Gucci. I went ahead and got them for you. And um, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, Send them to you or give them to you or whatever. And she said, they're open toe. I'm like, yeah, open toe sandals. She's like, I can't wear open toe sandals. I'm like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. So I went back to Gucci, same store, Rodeo. And then I told them what happened. I was like, hey, I was like, oh yeah, by the way, I got you, um, I think it was like an eight is what I got her, but and my mother's like, I don't wear a size eight. And I'm like, well, what size do you wear? She's like, I wear a size 10. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went back to Gucci and I found these simple black shoes because I don't like ostentatious stuff, me personally. If I'm wearing something sometime and in, in it's expensive, you might be able to tell it's expensive by how it's designed but as for having the designer all over the shirt or or you know the pants or the shoes or something like that i believe that's tacky in my opinion so i i try my best not to have that and i got her a pair of simple black shoes they were the classic fit is what they were at gucci and they were size 10 But what I didn't know is that the classic fit is slim for shoes. I was, and I sent the shoes out to her. And she was like, oh, okay, these are nice. But because they're classic fit, they hurt her feet too much. And also the heel was a little too thin for her liking, but mostly because they were too, the The shoe itself wasn't wide enough. Alright, so I was like, fine, go ahead, go to Atlanta, because my parents live in South Carolina, and they're not far from Atlanta. I was like, go to Atlanta and just exchange the shoes, you know, because I was like, I, I can have them, you know, give you the receipt, whatever. So, She went to Atlanta and she brought the shoes and Gucci in Atlanta wouldn't exchange them because they're like, hey, you got them on sale, which is another thing. If you get shoes on sale, usually Gucci won't do an exchange. That might have changed over the years because I'm not as much into Gucci stuff anyway, because I kind of think they've fallen off a little bit, but whatever. I digress. Anyway, so. They were like, we can't exchange the shoes. Well, when I make it to the East Coast, I find out that information from my mother. My mother's like, "Um, yeah, I went to the store in Atlanta. I took the shoes, but they wouldn't take them. And my mother just seemed so sad. It was like, it really, really, like I felt that. I felt so sad because I could tell that she really wanted uh, you know, to exchange the shoes and get something better. And she's like, you know, it's okay. I'll just take him to a shoe. Um, What do you call those people? Not shoemaker or shoesmith. The people who deal with shoes, like they repair shoes and do things like that. That type of person. She's like, I'll just take it to them and I'll have them stretch the shoes out. And I'm just like, wait a second. The old person that I know or knew would not have left that store until the exchange happened. That's when I knew something was different with my mother. Where she she wasn't she wasn't ready to go charging in for the fight. <laughs> that 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 fire wasn't burning as bright anymore. That passion. And I was like. And it's in, that made me sad and the situation made me sad. So I was like, mother, no, you're not gonna take the sh- you're not gonna take the shoes and get them stretched out. I was like, just I'll handle it. So I called Gucci in Beverly Hills on Rodeo, where I bought them from originally. And I said, Look, I sent these shoes to my mother. The the classic fit is too thin. For her feet. I need to get another pair of shoes for her. I was like, I don't care if it if it costs more. That's fine. But I, I need to get another pair of shoes. So I asked my mother, did you see any shoes at the Gucci store in Atlanta while you were there to exchange when they wouldn't let you exchange that you liked? And she said, yeah, I did. She's like, I saw the ones. She's like, it's got a thick heel and it's got the G's on it. And I was like, well, I'm thinking in my head, not my taste, but OK, fine, whatever. I was like, OK. So I drove to Atlanta and went to the store because the manager at Gucci and Beverly Hills, she was like, OK, this is what we'll do. We will go ahead and do one exchange. She said, that's it. But she said, after this exchange, we cannot do another all, I was like, that's fine. I don't care. I was like, I know my mother's shoe size now. I know that we don't need to get the classic fit. And my mother already had noticed a pair of shoes that she liked at the store. So that's fine. So I went ahead and drove to Atlanta, got down there. Atlanta didn't have the shoes. (laughs) They had it on display, but they didn't have the shoes (laughs) Mm -hmm. in her size. They didn't have the shoes in her size. I was like, ah, why, why? <laughs> so then the store in Atlanta, they were very, very helpful. Everyone at Gucci was helped. That's why when that whole craziness was going on with Gucci, I was like, the way they treated me, because I've bought other stuff from Gucci too. But I was like, the way they treated me, they were always very nice. And I had to deal with several stores. So the store in Atlanta called the store in Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida had the size 10 shoe for my mother. So I paid the store in Atlanta because the original cost of the shoe was like, I think it was like $300 or something like that. And the the ones my mother wanted were like 450. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. So I went ahead, paid the difference. And then they're like, okay, We're going to go ahead and have Tampa send your mother the shoes. And that's what they did. And she got her shoes and she was over the moon. I was irritated because she didn't do a good job taking care of them, in my opinion, but whatever. (laughs) I digress. The point is of this story that I just told you is that. The individual that I deal with now is a little bit different from the individual that I dealt with many years ago. Their attitude has changed on certain things. The passion isn't always there. And in addition to that, this version of my mother, even though she's still my mother, the core is still the same. But she still she's changed. This version of my mother doesn't know how to read the room anymore. At one point, my mother knew how to read the room. She could tell when something was off, when something should be said and when something shouldn't be said. And now that she doesn't I don't want to say she doesn't have the ability to. I feel that she's reached the point where once you get up in age, you just don't care as much to read the room. And. You just say things. And for me. I don't. Always take well to certain things that are said because it vibrates in a certain frequency for me. So this is what happened. Now I'm going to tell you the story. Now now I've given you some backstory here because I know some people are like, Casey, what the hell are you talking about? I had to give you the context of my mother. <laughs> so all of it can come together. And and make no mistake, I love my mother very much. She, she has been... The the original version of my mother is one of my biggest inspirations in life, because my mother, the original version of my mother was a go getter. She got things done. We're talking about a lady. Who worked a job for 17 years straight and then just decided, you know what, this isn't going to work anymore. And then she went back to school, got her degree and you know, in colleges for some people, some people it's not and you can take that however you want to take it. She went to school, got her degree, and then did a total career change. Is what she did. She did a total career change. And and I'm scratching this because I have an ingrown hair right here and it is messing up my face for those who may be watching this. It's like it's making this whole side funny. <laughs> That's why I'm still scratching. I need to stop. I need to put some alcohol on it. Some rubbing alcohol. But anyways, so she switched up her career and did very, very well. And that is a testament to her willpower and her determination and her strength of character. And I always will respect that about my mother. That's one of the reasons why I love my mother, because she's a very strong individual. I like strong individuals. That's just me personally. But with my mother now, it's just different. And I called her. I hadn't spoken to my mother in two weeks. One of the reasons that I don't talk to my mother that often is because I don't want to get caught up in low energy frequencies because I'm an empath, which that goes to what I was talking about in the episode. Dear parents, you don't know your children as well as you think you do, because for. My mother to have known me as long as she has. If she truly knew me, she would know that I'm an empath. So I take in energy different than the average person is. Is what I do. And when I hear bad news, I I process it differently because. I, sometimes I take it to heart, even though I, I have a, what people call a rough exterior, I'm still very, um, I'm still very feeling. One reason I have to have a rough exterior is because when people see that I do have a heart, they try to take advantage of it which is why I limit myself to who I deal with and how often I deal with them. Some, sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally, because some things it's just because now I work all the time is what it is. So, yeah. But I called her and I had spoke to her in two weeks. And she said, and I asked how she was doing. She said, she's doing good. She asked me, I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing fine. I was like, I'm, I'm, I literally had a moment to give you a call. You crossed my mind. I said, I spoke to you in a while. I want to check on you and and do that. And then she said to me, she said, hey, you want to hear something sad? And I'm like, uh. And then she proceeds to tell the story. <laughs> and she tells me about this person who had originally hired her back a while ago, and that the person who originally hired her, that person passed away and that person's husband passed away eight minutes after they did. And, you know, she she gave me the details and stuff, and I'm just like, and after she finished, I'm like, oh, yeah, just what I wanted to hear. And and I, I was obviously being sarcastic to be like, really, this this is the stuff we want to discuss right now. You know, and. I was just like. Oh, this is why I don't call that often, <laughs> so I don't have to hear stuff like this. And then she is like, you don't call enough. That's her thought, that I don't call enough. But I don't, so I don't have to hear stuff like that. I don't mind hearing stuff like that from time to time. However, I don't want every single conversation to have something negative that's discussed on it. Because the previous conversation was like, "Oh well, such and such passed away." Oh, in the pre-conversation for that, "Oh well, such and such is sick." Oh well, this. No, I know that that frequency. I know that transitioning and moving on is part of life. I get it. I understand. My thing is. There are so many other amazing things that could be discussed besides that during a conversation. And especially when sometimes the people I'm hearing about, I don't know. So, yeah, I I wish that she would take the time to learn how to read the room. And that's that's the whole point of this daily thought. Learn how to read the room. Learn how to see where people's energy is at. Learn how to see where their mindset is at. You don't want to have a situation where you're dealing with someone and every single time you deal with them, you bring in something that's low frequency. I'm not saying that there aren't days where you don't want to vent, or you may not want, or or you may want to um, pass along some information, or do this or do that. However, keep in mind the individual that you're passing the information to. Not everyone processes information and energy the same, which is why. You have to learn how to read the room, just like in my other episode, when I was talking about my mother, when I said take a conversation clue, because my mother asked me, do I remember such and such? My conversation clue was, oh, I don't care about them. I don't care. And then my mother replies and says, I didn't ask you if you cared. I asked you if you remembered them. She wasn't taking the conversation clue at the time. She wasn't learning how to read the room. (laughs) That that was me saying, I don't want to talk about that person. If I say, oh, I don't care, that means change the subject. That's me being polite. And see, that's the other thing with me. I don't, I do my best to be polite because, and avoid confrontation, because when I'm direct with people, People get in their feelings and then when they get in their feelings and start acting new, then it's a totally different conversation on my end. Because I'm like, you're you're mad at me for telling you the truth. If you don't want the truth, don't talk to me. So and if you can't take a clue. It's kind of like, all right, but yeah, read the room. Learn how to read people's energy. And I'm not just talking about conversations with your parents or conversations with any family member. I'm talking about when you walk into a restaurant and you're dealing with the wait- with the waitress. Learn how to read the room. Learn how to tell if the waitress is having a good day or not. You can tap into people's energy. You can tell if you just pay attention. And based off of their energy, you can determine how to approach them as a person. If you're picking up on the energy that this this waitress is having a bad day, or something isn't right, then what you may want to do is be very concise when you make an order. And say this is what um, this is what I would like. You know, say please and thank you, and all of that stuff. And don't just stare at the menu forever and ever and ever, taking up her time. It's it's just the little things that can make a difference. Again, learn how to read the room is what you have to do. So that is my daily thought. Ended up being 25 minutes because of the little side story that I told about my mother, but I guess it's all good. For the people who listen to my podcast, you like my side stories. I take it by now because you've been listening this long. So, eh, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, thank you to those who have been listening to the podcast and supporting this weekend. Keeping my fingers crossed. Uh, um, We're going to be out of Mercury Retrograde on the 21st. Today's the 18th. So... Yeah, which is Sunday. So Mercury retrograde will be wrapping up actually on Saturday, and then will Mercury will be going direct on Sunday. Keeping my fingers crossed that everything's going to be good on that point. I should be doing the March energy tarot card readings this weekend. More than likely, as long as we all see this weekend, we might get more snow. <laughs> or or. Other people might get more snow, but the way the weather is acting right now, we might get snow in Los Angeles. Who knows? But as long as we see this weekend, my goal is to do six on Saturday and six on Sunday. That is my goal. If if that doesn't work, I may end up doing like four on Saturday, four on Sunday and then one each day of the week, Monday through Thursday and doing it that way. But hopefully I can do six on Saturday, six on Sunday. I'll go ahead and pick the signs, the order of the signs tomorrow is what I will do. So I'll have that out the way and I'll know what order it's gonna be in. And as a matter of fact, my goal will be to do it before I do my daily thought tomorrow. That way I can tell everyone what to expect on Saturday, which signs I'm gonna be doing the first six signs and give some people uh, a better idea. Anyways, this is kind of long, so I'm going to get going. Until next time, be blessed.